welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Welcome back to 81 Points. What's going on? How's everything going? It's good. It's good. Um, should we do our... I mean, we got to start doing this. Or we, we've we been doing this, and we are pretty much going to keep doing this until, what, at least two more weeks, right? I think you're talking about a certain TV <laughs> show that's on the air right now. That everybody's watching, right? Game of Thrones? Well, we got to do a quick recap. I wanted to end with Thrones this time, maybe. Okay, all right. This is after everybody all, wants to know our opinion on Game right. of Thrones, right? This is, after all, uh, a Lakers podcast. All right, all right. So, in keeping with that tradition, <laughs> I figured we would actually talk about basketball. What? For okay. a little bit. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So, this part of the year, it was like one of those times where I figured... There, would, there wouldn't be much to talk about. I thought that this time of the year would be somewhat of a lull in terms of things to speak about with the Lakers. But as you know, there's always something to talk about. There's always something going on. We have the NBA playoffs in full swing. Actually, we're, what, we got the game on right now. It's the uh, Rockets versus Warriors. What's the score on that? So right now, they're still in the first quarter, but it's a pretty close game. The Warriors are up by four points. Uh, Milwaukee just beat the Celtics for the third straight game. Giannis dropped uh, 39 points and 15 rebounds. I gotta say, I'm a, little, I'm a little surprised at how good Giannis has been in the playoffs. I, I didn't think he'd be this amazing. You thought that there might have been some playoff jitters or not like a, jitters like a learning curve yeah and also i mean he's a guy who's his game you wouldn't necessarily think is tailor-made for this modern day nba right it's not like he has a, a fantastic three-point shot you know yeah he has however one unstoppable drive to the basket right which is i think his bread and butter but you know in all fairness though just having a really good drive and with not a great shot is not is kind of a recipe for disaster actually yeah i mean his three-point shot isn't great but it's not like ben simmons bad right right he's he still keeps defenders somewhat honest right and also i guess it is kind of almost doing a disservice to Giannis to say he just has a really good drive he has probably the best drive in the nba right would you say He's pretty unstoppable. Yeah, I, people, mean, I mean, people are comparing him to Shaq. That's how obviously he's not Shaq, but that's how good his drive is. Right. I, so. I think you know the the hardened lovers would uh, beg to differ with you. <laughs> well, I mean, James Harden is. I think his his true colors are showing. I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're enjoying this. I know you're enjoying this a lot. Seeing James Harden. Uh, struggle mightily in the playoffs right yeah his uh if you look at his career numbers his playoff percentages compared to his regular season percentages are like significantly different right i think he's 
I think he's like a 44, 45% career uh, field goal shooter in the regular season. And then when it comes playoff time, it like drops to like 40, 41%, which is pretty significant, yeah. especially given the, the high volume of shots this guy takes. Yeah. So we're seeing, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing regular playoff James Harden here. Right. You know? Right. Um, and you know, what's interesting too, I think, is how much significance there is in the playoffs you know yeah um like especially in the nba playoffs like reputations are built in the playoffs and like for example when this season ended where would you have placed james harden objectively and i know because i know how much you hate james harden but where would you have placed james harden in like the ranking of best players in the nba I think that there's a pretty clear top seven okay. in today's game, and yeah. he would probably be like seventh. Wow, really? Yeah. Well, that's your top seven, though, right? In today's game. Yeah. See, so I think I'm not a fan of James Harden either, but I think objectively, you would have to put him in the top three, top four, especially based on the this, this season he just completed. I mean, what 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 are we what are we talking about here? Are we talking about who's had the best season or who would you take? Well, I'm, I'm thinking more in terms of who would, who would yeah, you take. Yeah, well, I, mean, I guess my point is that you would have to almost um, almost universally say that he has to be a, a player that you take in the top three, top four. Because this is a guy who averaged 36 points a game, you know? Okay, well, we can go, but, through, we can go through the list. But, 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 but my right point now. is, that, you know, having seen what we've seen in the NBA playoffs, and this is how important the playoffs are, Yeah, a guy like Kawhi... You you would mm-hmm. absolutely put him ahead of James Harden, which yeah. is something I don't think was a given going into the playoffs. You know, Fair. and that's how I understand that is why the NBA playoffs is so important. That's where the, like the narratives are are pretty much crafted. Sure, you know, like Damian Lillard, that guy has certainly upped his uh, his stock as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that's what's you know. Our, our beloved Lakers are not in the playoffs, but you know I think there's still a lot of implications that we, uh, a lot of storylines that we absolutely need to pay attention to, and a guy like Kawhi is something that we we are so keen on, right? Mm-hmm. Like just paying, like I, it's really hard to pay attention to the playoffs when the Lakers aren't in it, but when it's a Toronto Raptors game. I sure as hell am paying attention because that guy. He, well, I mean, what, do you, what percentage would you put him at the idea of him coming to the Lakers? Ooh, I'm not very good at uh, the speculating, all the speculation game, but. Um, but do you feel pretty good though? Uh, I don't think it's changed since yeah. you know months ago. I would say I will say I'm 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 thrilled at the idea of the Raptors losing. Yeah, I think know? that certainly helps. Because if the Raptors it was kind of a long shot anyways, had the but I had the Raptors won um or were to go on to win the um the world championship. Yeah. Or the NBA you know, win a chip this year, it I think would not bode well. Right? Yeah, we 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 talked about James Harden and how his playoff uh persona is quite different from his regular season uh performances 
his counterpart in the East, you can say, is Kyle Lowry. Because people really shit on him, too, for his playoff performances. <laughs> yeah. And uh, having... Well, he's definitely not in the same pedigree, though, right? Would you say? Uh, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm comparing, like, in terms of the drop-off from regular sure. season to playoff. The reputation. The so reputation, yeah. Sure. He, he has a bit of a stigma on him yeah. at this point for um, coming up short in the playoffs. Which I gotta say, I think of all the reputations to have in the NBA, that has got to be the worst reputation to have. Right. You know? And uh, having having a, a teammate like that, that's, uh, I mean, he's definitely a cornerstone player in that franchise. And having him as a cornerstone is definitely something that helps Lakers fans' perspective chances of potentially getting mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think the overall fan base right now, there we're getting increasingly bloodthirsty for Kawhi Leonard. You know, th- these playoffs, I want to say more so than other playoffs in recent times, we're seeing like individual performances stand out a little bit more than mm-hmm. other years, I feel like, because mm-hmm. you have you have Kawhi Leonard who is on a terror right now. Kevin Durant's on a terror right now. So I actually so back to Kawhi though. Um so Kevin Durant, you mentioned him. I'm not surprised at what he's doing, right? No. It's, it's not surprising, right? I gotta say though, I, I am a little surprised at Kawhi. I, I it's almost like I'm not shocked obviously, because this is a former uh finals MVP. Yeah. But are you a little surprised at how dominant he's been? Um, I feel like I feel like if you watch him play in these playoffs, it's not like he's uh, going outside of his skill set. It's all just like such which it's is like crazy, such a right? pedestrian like thirty point performance. <laughs> it's, just, it's crazy that though he, how, that he has how much it's like. Yeah, he's almost exactly like his personality. He just he. You don't know what's going on. He doesn't seem like he's just, he's doing all that much, and all of a sudden he's yeah. Look at the box score. I, I saw a clip uh, where uh, I think he got called for a foul on Ben Simmons, and he basically just ripped the ball out of his hands, and then he's, <laughs> and he's just like palming the ball, and it looked like just a little toy in his hands. Man. So yeah, I I mean, I guess if you look at just the numbers, yeah, there would be a little bit of surprise to what he's doing, but his he, numbers are. So pretty damn sick yeah but if you watch him play it's like we've it's quiet being quiet we've come to expect this i yeah. guess a little bit yeah um so yeah overall uh i guess it's a little bit surprising but not really at the same mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. so yeah he's one of those guys uh kevin durant Giannis is another one of those guys so right now in the playoffs we're seeing like superstars being superstars being superstars even even your boy Jokic is putting on uh, pretty he's, good performances too he's a walking triple double yeah so it's it's exciting watching these playoffs and then you have on the flip side you have guys that are struggling mightily um ben simmons comes to mind yeah uh kyrie irving's not doing so great in these playoffs i think he shot like seven for 22 today yeah i, I it it warms my heart to see the celtics uh struggle you know yeah they're they're pretty much out of it now that they're down 3-1 yeah uh who else um yeah, Harden, yeah. <laughs> obviously 
Uh, I think Chris Paul is actually not. He's not really performing right. that well. Either, yeah, him so. too. So you have, you know, your oh Jason Tatum too. Gotta throw that. Gotta throw him in there as well. Yeah, let's. I mean, his stock has has taken a bit of a hit, right? But it's it's surprising because I feel like I feel like in terms of a of a trade asset, it's still around the same. Hmm. Like I don't I don't get a sense that uh, I I would still feel like the storyline would be if the New Orleans Pelicans want to trade Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum would be like one of, if not the most sought after trade asset. Yeah. You know, it's interesting is so how many games did Jason Tatum play in the postseason last year? What's what? Eight? Twelve? Uh, well, they made it to game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. So quite a bit. Okay, so let's... Fifteen? Just, let's okay, just say fifteen. Okay, let's say fifteen, right? Fifteen games basically has turned this guy into... Base, like, just the upper... The cream of the crop type of trade asset. Yeah. You know? Because if you take those fifteen games away... I don't even think it's that much. I want to say it's more like twelve or so. If you take those games away... He's still a highly valuable trade chip, but mm-hmm. he's not what he is right now. You yeah. Know? yeah. Which is kind of crazy that we're basing this on 12 to 15 games. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's still very young. I think he's 21 yeah. years old. So he does have a lot going for him, but it's just, this is what we've always said <laughs> is if you're going to put him up there, you got to put a couple other guys up there with him too. Oh, for sure. Um, so that's a nice segue into what I really wanted to talk to you today about, um, which is on the topic of rumors. Rumors. Always rumors. So I was trying to think back, because um, you and I, we've, we've known each other for a long time now. Sure. Um, can you think of like some of the top rumors that... Um, that have been around in, in our in our life in our lifetimes so far. Um, I've I've never been one to really um, eat up rumors too much, mm-hmm. but um, I was trying to go back and think, you know, way back to see if there were any like rumors, uh, how that affected things, and you know, this could be about this could be sports related, this could be in our personal life. <laughs> You know, when we're high school students, it's like, yeah, that's uh, you that's know, all there was was rumors. That's you know? true, but I don't know if there was anything that was like super juicy in our because our high school years were pretty damn boring. I yeah, the like. only things that I thought thought of were like maybe like teachers hooking up with students. Oh my god! Yeah, you know that's I don't even remember. Yeah, maybe or some those, shit like yeah, that. Something like that, maybe. Um. Yeah, but like in terms of like sports rumors. I don't know. I mean, because this whole like social media thing has pretty much kind of blown this shit up, like out the water, you know. And I feel like that's what's kind of contributed to it. And and back in the day, there was definitely trade rumors, but it just wasn't as fast moving. Like today, something could get tweeted out a rumor, and it'll it could build so much steam that by like, you know, it comes out. 11 a.m. by like 2 p.m. 
or 1 p.m., that thing has just grown a life in its own. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think. You know, and partly I feel like, let's just talk about the Lakers. Partly it's because the front office used to be really, really buttoned down. You know, like Mitch Kupchak would never reveal his cards. Mm-hmm. Jerry West would never, never did that shit either. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We didn't really have... I would have to maybe go like Dodgers, like Mike Piazza, when there was okay. a rumor that he was going to get traded, and he eventually did get traded. Yeah. That shit was crazy. So, uh, uh, you brought up that example. Yeah. So, when those Piazza trade rumors were swirling around, was that relatively close to the time that he actually got traded? Like, was it in that year? I think so. Because it was a mid-season yeah. trade, right? Mike yeah. Piazza yeah. got traded to like the Marlins or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and then he got traded to the Mets. Yeah. But uh, that weren't that rumor was swirling around uh, during that time, and then shortly thereafter, he mm-hmm. ended up getting traded. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, depending on what the rumor is, it sounds like some rumors have truth to it. Others right. are completely fabricated. Right. And it's up and it's to, harder to differentiate, differentiate more than ever nowadays. Just because the sheer volume of right. rumors, right? And fake news. Yeah, I mean, fake news is a thing now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it would have been interesting to have had social media back, let's say, like in the nineties, because it was like, I mean, you've heard the rumor of um, Michael Jordan's flu game. And how people think that he wasn't sick, but he was actually hungover. <laughs> so it's like shit like that. Yeah. You know, I if, the, that. if that I if that. that rumor were to swirl around uh, during a time of social media, then that would have been a lot crazier. I mean, it it wasn't a story back then, but yeah, it would have been a story today. Right. Um, with that said, there uh, there are plenty of Lakers related rumors out yeah. there that I shared with you the other day. Yeah. And so I want I, what I wanted to do was I I kind of uh, wrote them all down, okay. and I wanted you and I to go through this exercise of like on a scale of one to ten in terms of believability or how much truth there is to it. Okay. You know, um, one being like total fabricated lie can't imagine it in a million years being true one being total bullshit some nephew in his basement just in his uh in his pjs came up with it and just yeah total jerry springer style just want to stir some shit up for no reason okay that's a one and then 10 being oh yeah it's 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 going down 10 being like i don't even know why we're calling it a rumor right this is factual (laughs) yeah yeah all right so on a scale of one to ten uh I'll I'll uh, kind of talk about these rumors and then we can decide for ourselves um, what we would rate each one of these. All okay, because right. there there were quite a bit um, okay. that were uh, recently come to light. Okay, I guess. Um, where should I even start? There's a lot. Okay, let's go. Let's start with some outrageous ones. Those are always fun. Oh, okay, the outrageous ones. Um. Well, that's the thing. I don't even know which ones are outrageous. <laughs> that's right. true. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, okay, I'll, I'll start with this far-fetched. one. Farfetched. What I'll, seems farfetched? I'll start with this one. Okay. Um. Which I think, uh, and 
I'm gonna guess your your rating might be kind of high on this one, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, so the first one is that um, LeBron doesn't like his teammates, and that he hardly ever practices with them or hangs out with them. He only practices with his his quote unquote guys, like his friends. And the few Whoa, times I've never even heard of this. So he actually doesn't even practice with the team. He practices with like friends. I'm saying like in the off season, of course. Like oh, in the off season, I was like, what? That sounds crazy. Yeah, in the off season. Oh, okay. Um, there were there have been clips of you know, Lake uh, Lakers issuing video clips of everyone practicing on the team, like leading up to the season and whatnot. And LeBron's in there, but he only does that like. For the for for the cameras, for the cameras. But otherwise, he doesn't care for his teammates. Yeah, I mean that's that's super. High. I would give it like an eight point five at least. Okay. I mean that's obvious, just because well, it seems obvious because this is a guy who's just so much older and is in a different stage of life, different stage of career. You know. Yeah. Than these all these young guys. So, and plus, to him, I think he just sees these young guys and he sees them as like trade chips. Yeah, to get obviously Anthony Davis. So, so you you rate that as an eight point five. I'll, I'm gonna rate it as a nine. Yeah, I think it's fairly obvious yeah. when you watch them play. If not a ten. I mean this. Yeah, it's yeah it's it's very obvious. I mean if you if you followed LeBron's career, this is a guy who has elaborate handshakes for all of his teammates. Um, you know, guys, his buddies, <laughs> yeah. his buddies like Tristan Thompson and uh, J.R. Smith, uh, guys that he's played with in the past. He has these super, super fancy, dabs. yeah, dabs with these guys. Uh, would would do all these shenanigans uh, prior to tip off of you know posing with cameras and doing all these crazy dances with teammates. And this year with the Lakers, I. Uh, didn't see any of that at all so um, no customized yeah no, no handshakes for Brandon Ingram or Kyle Kuzma it was just uh it's a yeah, very you know that's interesting that is true I never noticed that actually yeah it's very um has a very mercenary like vibe to him right as a Laker so far so the rumor that he doesn't like really doesn't care for his teammates um I think is very true well, it's totally okay. believable. So, to me. so do you think he doesn't like his teammates, or he's just more of like, "Hey, I'm just no, you know, no offense. I'm just, I'm just trying to win." I think when it comes to the uh, the aspect of team building, yeah, he's like, "I'm too old for this shit." Right, but I, but you wouldn't say he actually outwardly. And actually, internally, he thinks like like he doesn't hate these guys, does he? No, I wouldn't say hate, but I would say it's more like um, if you're not helping me, then he couldn't who care cares? less. Is yeah, what you're saying. yeah, he, he couldn't, couldn't care, care less. less. Yeah. Um. So that's a good segue into uh, another rumor that I <laughs> that I think you're gonna say is pretty believable. So there was an incident uh, at some point this season. Where um, LeBron looked like he was not going to chase down on a three, and uh, well, which one is this? I mean, this is right. One that, of the that's... many times, but this one uh, was 
uh, one of the more memorable, right. if not the most memorable one, because okay, a teammate about. of his, Kyle Kuzma, pushed him towards the defender to be like, and it was it almost outwardly seemed like a gesture of, hey, you better D up, and yeah. he, or get your ass out, yeah, there. get your ass out there and help us, and he pushed LeBron out to the three point line to tr- to try to force him to defend, contest that three. I remember that play. And the rumor is that that pissed off LeBron so bad that he went up to the Lakers front office and demanded the organization to punish Kakuzma. And what ended up happening was Kakuzma sat out the next two games. The organization said that he was out due to an ankle injury. But the rumor is that they were really appeasing LeBron and punishing Kakuzma and forcing him to sit a couple of games. That is a crazy rumor. Um, that is a crazy rumor. So someone, you know, shed light on the fact that while Kakuzma's out during these two games due to an ankle injury, quote-unquote, he was seen uh, sitting uh, on the bench with no brace, no wrap around his ankles at all. Uh, but the team claimed that he was out due to an injury. Yeah, I know. That sounds pretty damn... I want to say believable. I'm going to put... I'm going to put that at a 7. 7. Okay. 7.5. 7.5. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I would... Yeah, I think I would put that around... I would put that around the same. Yeah. Yeah, like a seven, seven and a half. Um, Which is really high for something that sounds pretty damn out there. Yeah, if, if, if I put high believability to the, the idea that LeBron doesn't really care for his teammates, yeah, that's then true. this rumor um, is pretty believable as well. Totally. Um, I, and that's the thing, like, I feel like and this is coming from a guy who's 100% a LeBron fan. But it's become pretty apparent that he, there's just a huge, huge gulf between him and these young players. Yeah. Right? I always thought that on the surface it was sort of a weird pairing. Yeah. Like four young up-and-coming players in their early 20s and this... 34-year-old established NBA legend. Yeah. It always seemed kind of strange. I don't think there are many parallels to that in NBA history. So I was always like wondering how this was going to work out. Right. Uh, it seems like the chemistry is a little weird. It's weird kind of like in the uh, Jon Snow, Daenerys way. <laughs> I think their chemistry is we weird. Are in Game of which, which we'll right get now. to later. But that's a little sneak preview on... <laughs> On you know on our Game of Thrones recap, but yeah. oh yeah, I always thought that the chemistry between LeBron and the rest of the team was a little bit off. Yeah, you know, and something like this being true, yeah, I can I can believe that. Um, so in line with that, another teammate of LeBron's, uh, Brandon Ingram, there's a rumor that these two guys don't really care for each other at all. Brandon Ingram and LeBron. Yeah, and it's uh. Stronger, stronger anim- animosities than that. It's it's more of like a dislike, and um, 
it's mostly due to the fact that Brandon Ingram really won't back down to LeBron and is not... He won't kiss the ring. He won't kiss the ring. He won't bend the knee <laughs> to the king. He's not a fucking knee. He's, he's, uh, he's the Mance Raider of the Lakers. It's a wildling. Uh, and that's why they... That's why there's a little bit of tension between those two guys. So what do you think? On a scale of 1 to 10, do you believe that? or? Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to try to be as objective as possible. I, I Ingram's your boy, too. Ingram's my boy. But I don't know if I see... If I just visually have really seen that. So I'm just basing this on, like, is this, is this even feasible? Sure, it's feasible. So... I would give it a six, you know? I must be, like, eating up these rumors a lot more than you because I, I, I would rate that a little bit higher. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's juicy. Yeah. And very believable. Okay, so let's say... Hold on. I think there's, there needs to be two, two ratings, though, right? Like, is it believable? I'd give it a ten. I'd give all, th- all three of these a, a ten. I, I think the correct question is, do you believe it? Right, but but we're talking about okay, so believable versus like, did it happen or is it true? You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I would give that more of like a six or seven. You know what I mean? Like it's something I could totally imagine it happening. Like it's in line with their character, but I don't know if it's something that actually happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I would give it a six or a seven, six, six and a half or something. Okay. Uh. I would I would rate it slightly higher, like yeah. a seven or an eight, even. Yeah. Eight. Um, wow. So I I just want to you know bring bring it back to early in the season when Brandon Ingram was suspended. Uh, there was that big scuffle between Chris Paul and Rondo. Right. right. And what did LeBron do? He went to uh to the aid of his one of his best friends, Chris Paul, who happens to be on the other team. Was that fighting with a teammate of his. That is true. And if that were, if if I was one of the Lakers and I saw that, that would rub me the wrong way. That is true. I didn't think about that. You know, and Brandon Ingram was the one who jumped in there and like threw haymakers. You yeah. know, um, I was surprised he only got suspended for like. I mean, he straight out punched him. I mean, you know, talking about like wanting all the smoke, he wanted all the smoke there, and LeBron was like, "No, no, I I need to." Yeah. I need to come to the aid of my, my friend Chris Paul. Yeah. And I think uh, a post-game interview, that post-game interview, Brandon Ingram said something like, I'll always be there for my teammates. Oh, shit. He which said was, that? Which is, uh, people are interpreting that as like a dig at LeBron. Damn. I gotta say, it's making me love Ingram even more, though. Yeah, I mean, you know. He's your boy. That's my so, boy, dude. Adding, I mean, adding more to your fanboy, fanboyness. I, can you blame him though? I mean, can you blame me? Like he's that's the kind of guy that you want on your team. Yeah, I mean, especially in in basketball, you know. So. Yeah, and right. then and then that that's that's probably the big incident. I think there's another um, alleged incident where um, it was more recently uh, the Lakers lost a game at Phoenix. And that fourth quarter, it was like the Brandon Ingram show, and he was tearing it up and trying to right. I remember that trying game. to lead a comeback. I remember that game. And I think LeBron had a couple of crucial turnovers down the stretch there. Um, 
I think he, I, I believe he hit the back of the backboard taking out the ball in that game. Oh my God. Do you remember that? I think, I so. think that happened in that game. Oh my God. And basically, you know, the Suns, the Suns won the game and I think LeBron was blaming his teammates. This is all the alleged rumor here. So LeBron <laughs> was blaming his teammates down the stretch and Ingram got so upset that he took himself out of the game. That's because crazy. he like didn't want to deal with this shit no more. That's pretty crazy. So those are, I think, the two big incidents that um, are fueling this rumor. Yeah. The first one, though, the whole thing with the Houston Rocket, the Rondo Chris Paul fight. Yeah, I I could have totally seen a, a lot of a lot of LeBron's teammates being like, "What the fuck? Like, yeah. what are you doing?" And rightfully so. Yeah, I would. It's I I think those feelings are justified if if they're there. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it must be hard to be friends with a guy like Chris Paul. You know what I mean? Like Chris Paul is just the guy that everybody hates. You know, and on the court he's such an asshole. It's like he he strikes me as like the <laughs> the friend that you have that has like that giant like Napoleonic complex. Yeah, I mean, he's not only that. He's the friend that always just gets in fucking fights when he drinks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know if if uh. Like for those that watch the show Entourage, he's like E. Yeah. He's like yeah. the E of the crew. Yeah. Like just this always ornery chip on chip on his shoulder, uh, shit talker of yeah. a friend. Yeah. But yet he's best friends with LeBron, so um, <laughs> you know that kind of he that kind of showed where his uh, loyalties were in a sense. Yeah. Uh, which apparently rubbed Brandon Ingram. Uh, the wrong way I totally buy that that's totally blue I, I mean for that alone I give that like a 9 or a 10 okay 100% okay yeah alright moving on to the next one these um, are some juicy ass rumors by the way yeah I mean you know it's I think the dysfunction in Lakerland right now and all of the WTF moves that have happened in, in this past year you gotta wonder, like these guys are not complete idiots, you know what I mean? There's there's other things at play that are that are happening behind the scenes, right? That are influencing what they're doing here, right? You know, right? And so, just that alone makes makes a lot of these rumors give give credence to a lot of these rumors right. to to a degree, you know. Right. I mean, hearing these rumors to me. It's it's like if they're fake, if they are indeed rumors. I mean, that is some that is some A plus creativity. Like if it's if these are fake, this guy would have had made the the season eight Game of Thrones that much more enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even <laughs> I haven't even touched the more scandalous ones so yeah, far, oh, you know, or the more yeah. grandiose rumors, yeah. you know, because it's. I mean, these are so believable. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the next one. So, last summer uh, was a big summer for free agents. Obviously, LeBron came to the team. Uh, there was another free agent out there that a lot of Laker fans were wondering why uh, the team didn't take a shot at. And, and the guy that I'm talking about is DeMarcus Cousins. He ended up both pissed off. Who, yeah, who ended up signing a one-year, like five million-dollar deal with the Warriors, which yeah. was like totally within range of the Lakers' ability to sign him. 
Right. And the Lakers, uh, there wasn't even, it seemed like there wasn't even an attempt to sign Boogie Cousins this past summer. Which was such a head scratcher. It's, yeah, such a head scratcher. And there's a rumor behind so you're that. You're telling me there's a, there's a bit of a rumor behind this. Right. So the rumor is that Boogie Cousins has a bit of a reputation with the league. And not even, um, not even and, and I'm not talking about the on on the court fiery attitude that he has. I'm talking about off the court. And there's a perception out there in the league that Boogie Cousins has a crew, an entourage with him that is uh, a little rough around the edges, you know, sketchy crew, a sketchy crew, and. Um, Obviously, we're in Los Angeles where there's a lot of uh, gang activity. The Bloods and the Crips. You know, Crips and Bloods. You got MS-13. There's just a bunch of gangs everywhere all, all throughout L.A. Yeah. And Where's the, DeMarcus originally from? Do you know? He's from Alabama. Okay. Um, so anyways, the, the league knows about who hangs out with. And the rumor is that the league office warned the Lakers about signing him because of the people that he's associated with and that a mix of Boogie Cousins and his crew with Los Angeles and all the gang activity here would be uh, too combustible for the Lakers and the league to handle. And so they recommended the Lakers not to touch him at all. Wow, that is a tinfoil hat rumor right there. Yeah. That is... So that's um, wow. I had, I had never heard that that's one until recently. Shell right there, okay. Uh, but in your opinion, what, what, how is that something that you be, would believe to be true? Um, again, the, the 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 author of these rumors is just, <laughs> just scintillating. Um, I don't know. I I might have to give that. I might have to just give that a, a down the middle five. Yeah, for me, that's a little bit of a more of a came out of left field. I had never heard yeah. anything like that previously. I'm sure he's not like the only one that has like yeah. a, a crew of guys like that. Like, I don't know, someone that comes to mind like Matt Barnes. Or who, like, or anybody. You can name like yeah. 20 guys because, yeah. you know, a lot of these NBA players came from like, you know, so disadvantaged cool. backgrounds right, and, right, right. you know, obviously that with that comes... Um, you know, a bit, some, a bit of some history. Yeah, a bit of history, and uh, you know, a lot of these guys want to take care of their their guys as they should. You know. Yeah. So I I wouldn't think that Boogie Cousins is like an exception where he's like hanging out with like killers and shit. Yeah. Uh, so to me, although I mean, I could also kind of see it because he's such a crazy. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I but, I, yeah. I don't know. Which is why I mean, I give. I think it's because there's two parts to it. Is that him? Supposedly hanging out with a sketchy crew, which is believable, but also the league stepping in and telling the Lakers, "Hey, don't don't sign up." That is, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I almost need to give that like a four, even maybe. Yeah. Uh, so this whole idea of like the league office stepping in and like influencing franchises' moves. Um, what's your whole stance on that? Like, can you see? Basically, I'm asking how. How much is, of the league is fixed? 
yeah, is this is this whole NBA shit scripted? Like, lo- yeah, to a degree, you know? You know? I, mean, I mean, this is coming from a Laker fan, but like... Were, was that ping pong ball cold as hell when the New York yeah. Knicks got the number one the pick? Envelope, was the envelope bent? Yeah. Um, when they got Patrick Ewing. Um, yeah, I, I am a firm believer that a pretty big portion of the league is fixed. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Maybe not fixed is the right word, but there's heavily yeah. influenced. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely a narrative that the league wants to push. Oh, without a doubt. You know. Like I will say this, I think Kobe was a golden child and they were they were hundred percent all like all on board with pushing him as pretty much the heir, heir apparent to MJ and you know for the most part he was but there was a shift when he was he got his charge yeah with that yeah. rape allegation that's when that's when things changed and I certainly felt it like all of a sudden he just wasn't he wasn't the golden child anymore he mm-hmm. came, came back with tattoos I mean it's not a big deal now but even back then it was kind of like oh Kobe's kind of changing his you know, all American like goody two shoes sort of feel to him to now he's a little bit more he's got a bit of an edge to him, you know? Oh yeah. I mean if you remember like the Froby days, he was like he had the Sprite commercials. Extremely well spoken. Everyone was like you know, he had all the endorsements. So yeah, he, the league he was a cash cow for the league. He was adored, you know? I think. He was adored by the league. I think the league made no secrets about him pushing him like to the forefront before he if he was even really ready yeah he got voted in as a starter to the all-star game before he was as even, a bench player before he was even a starter on his own team yeah which by the way i these nba votes like quote-unquote all-stars being um voted in it's like have they ever checked like how, how they count these votes I know we we live in a country where like, you know the the votes and elections are you know somewhat suspect, which believe that or not, you know with our with our actual government, but with the NBA all star voting. The NBA voting is a little sus to you. I mean, what, how do they? How do you? How can we check if someone counted all these votes correctly? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I don't know. Yeah. So it's almost like is it worth it though? Is it worth it for them to? But yeah, I mean, it's true. They could very much. Yeah. Yeah. So in that regard, it's like I can totally see these NBA All Star votes being fixed. Yeah. Yeah. And if if that's true, then they definitely were pushing Kobe to be like this golden child early on. Yeah. You know, and then which he was. I mean, yeah. You know, like if he if he never had that rape allegation, and we're going just full on like, you know butterfly effect or whatever he could have the the and the league was still aligned with him he could have ended with at least seven rings for sure he ended with five still yeah and they the league still loved him just wasn't he just wasn't the golden child anymore yeah i mean you know if if he was still the golden child um kevin garnett might have come to the lakers via trade yeah chris paul might have come to the lakers via trade yeah and then who knows how many rings that would have produced right yeah. there. I mean, Kobe would have, yeah, for sure. So, uh, 
I don't even know. I don't wow, even know what we were talking about. We we went on. We we digressed quite a bit on Kobe there. <laughs> but we we're talking about how the the league is, you know, and we didn't even touch upon. We we're talking about how the league is uh, scripted, right? Oh right, yeah. We were, I mean, we were originally talking about the Boogie yeah. Cousins rumor. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we're not, we haven't even covered the whole elephant in the room as a Laker fan. You know, the infamous uh, Lakers Sacramento Kings series. Which is which still gets talked about today, and to be completely honest, I sometimes even have a hard time defending that the refereeing in that game. Uh, so I, that series, I yeah, I mean, I think I think it's pretty um, ex- generally accepted that Tim Donahue was right well, fixing that shit. Straight up admitted it. But and I don't think he was acting at the behest of the league. I think he was doing his own thing, right? That is true. That is true. Right. So, but, you know. But it does play into the whole idea of how a lot of times, you know, there, there's always been that uh, implication that the league strongly encourages, you know, yeah. for, the, for the referees to uh, coax, uh, coax a series to go seven games. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There, that, I mean, that is, that is a well-known yeah quote unquote rumor there you know? there is a degree where uh outside forces can influence outcomes basically yeah you know it's very can't, apparent in the nba yeah i mean do they actually put the ball in the basket no but they can definitely set certain people up for success and others to fail yeah like know? a perfect example is Dwayne wade against the mavericks oh yeah the 06 oh finals my, oh my god like he he you was getting not, he was getting the James Harden treatment basically way you know? more than the James Harden James Harden would would complain he was getting the regular <laughs> season James Harden treatment basically it was insane like you couldn't put a finger on Dwayne Wade and Dwayne Wade would have yeah he would have been on the free throw line right right yeah he started off the game at the free throw line so yeah well I mean yeah definitely Tim Donahue definitely. Uh, helped the lakers out in that game six but i must say <laughs> the kings had all the chances in you the world always, in game you, seven i know you always do pull that out though. a game hilarious. seven at home i mean yeah you who, know, who are you gonna blame for Paige airballing threes in overtime who are you gonna blame for doug christie yeah hitting backboard hitting the side of the board yeah yeah um, and I know how you feel about Chris Webber in the clutch too. So, oh my you know. gosh, yeah. If my life depended on Chris Webber missing a shot, I'll take it every time. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, there there is a bit of influence, but they they can't they cannot um, yeah. decide fully. You know the outcomes of things. Yeah. But you know, circling back to your your original uh, question and your point about how like. You know how much of the league is scripted? Absolutely, I think I think that much. You know, you gotta you gotta admit to some degree, this you know the league is scripted. You know, but yeah, I don't know how I, I don't know if I completely can believe that Demarcus Cousins. It's, I wouldn't be surprised if it was true. So I I give it like a solid five. Okay, I'll I'll give it a four. Okay. Okay, should we uh, get to the real juicy rumors oh, now? Oh man, that so we're not even in the juicy ones. The I mean, all of these rumors are kind of juicy. It's just yeah. some have more 
Okay. Grander implications, let's say, sure. All right. than All others. Right. You know, like yeah. this whole LeBron doesn't like his teammates. That's so okay. Okay, like we. Yeah. Like we get it. We get it. It's but at the end school. of the day, at the end of the day, if the Lakers win a championship, then who cares? Okay. You know. Okay. Fair enough. All it's right, like let's... it's like Shaq and Kobe. Like they they didn't always like each yeah, other. That wasn't even a rumor. That but, was straight up. But it. Yeah. But they three peated and it was all good. It Nobody cared. Good. You know. Winning cures all. Yeah. All right, so let's get to the meat and potatoes. Okay. Oh, there's there's one last one that's a, a dangling piece okay, of fruit well, that I think right. is a 10 right, out of 10. Through, let's go through it quick. Uh, Which one is this? The rumor is that LeBron is hellbent on uh, becoming the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Oh, yeah, I give that a 10. That's not Which, even a rumor. I mean, that I explains like... why he just didn't sit out for the rest yeah, of the season. That, uh, you know? Yeah. So I, I give that a ten out of ten, yeah. which I I don't fault LeBron at all. If you no, have an opportunity, no, then go go for it. You know, totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's let's get to the real meat and potatoes here. Um, a lot of us, a lot of Laker fans, are just scratching. We've been scratching our heads for <laughs> a full year now uh, with what's going on and waiting the, with bated breath in the organization. Like why certain things are happening. Like you know. Why is there so much chaos and dysfunction? Um, there's a rumor behind that. There's a rumor as to why things are the way they seem on the outside. Um, and it all, it's all centered around a power struggle. Okay. Uh, and, and, and it's not a power struggle between uh, two parties that uh, one may uh, initially think of. Like, let's say, you know, there's the well-publicized Genie Bus and Jim Bus power struggle, which I right. think, you know, the whole world kind of knows at this point. Yeah. Or, I mean, people were saying that there was a power struggle between Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka. That's why Magic Johnson stepped down. Sure, Right. sure. But this is not what you're talking about. Yeah, we're not. Well, I'm not even talking about that. Okay. So, <laughs> there is a power struggle allegedly in Lakerland, and um, according to this rumor, the two main entities at play are you have on one hand LeBron James, which is no surprise at all. No surprise. You know, it's a very central figure in, in, in our uh, franchise right now. Oh, you're calling him Thanos. <laughs> I was actually I, I was actually um thinking of LeBron as Daenerys. <laughs> well, on the on like you know, Reddit, they call him Lebanos. Oh really? <laughs> so he's um how many how many of those infinity yeah, stones does know, he have maybe right now? <laughs> maybe three. Maybe three? Uh, yeah. three out of what? Is yeah, it five? five I think so. Okay, he needs two more infinity stones. So yeah, on one hand you have uh Lethanos. LeBron, LeGoat, LeGM, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. You have King James on one side, and on the other side of the power struggle is none other than the namesake of this podcast, Mr. 81 Points himself. Wow. Someone who many people think has ridden off into the sunset, but no. Just can't stay away. Yeah. None other than Kobe Bean Bryant himself. Wow. They are the two opposing factions right now in in the Lakers universe. That is true Game of Thrones style. Just 
juiciness. Right and now. I'm all for it. I'm yeah. all, I'm eating this up all day long. Yeah. Uh, let's try to connect the dots here because. Uh, well, you, so which side is Genie on? Okay. Well, well, I mean, we have to unpack this a little okay. bit. Okay. When uh, when Genie took over the team, almost immediately, she made a couple of decisions, right? Yeah. There was no thorough pro- vetting process. There was no search firm that was hired to um, fill her staff. She decided to uh, hire Magic Johnson right away. Right. As the president of basketball operations. And... You know, a lot of us were like, oh, that's kind of a weird move. But then at the same time, it was it was like, we can see Jeannie doing that. Right. You know. She did, she's a first-time owner. Yeah, she's a first-time owner. And she has she has an established relationship with Magic Johnson. Right. So we, we get it. He networked right. his way into that position. Sure. And he's a Lakers legacy, too. She made another move, however, which was a lot more out of left field, and she decided to hire Rob Polinka as the general manager, who at that time, not only did he have zero experience as an NBA executive, but he was running his own uh, sports agency, which was in direct conflict of uh, an NBA front office and position. And not to mention a sort of a reviled agent. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a very curious move. It was a little out of left field. It was it was very out of left field. I, I yeah. feel like and um, Rob Palinka, you know, he he does have connections. You know, his biggest connection, I guess people would say, would be uh, the fact that he's best friends with Kobe Bryant. Oh, he's. I mean, they go on family trips together. Yeah, they're they're like BFFs. Yeah. You know. Much like in the way of Jeannie and Linda Rambis. Oh, I don't know. Nobody's as BFF as those two. <laughs> That's straight up Daenerys and Masande. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. So, uh, yeah. Rob and Kobe are BFFs. And Rob. So that's like John Stark and um, Samuel Tarley. Yeah. And. <laughs> it's Rob Polinka, Samuel Tarley. Yeah. It, it's like, it's as if Jon Snow made Samuel Tarley uh lord of winterfell or something you know hooked him up big time right so there's no there's no question that a big reason why rob palinka got that job was his relationship with kobe for sure i think that's without a doubt because what other reason would he has no like you said he has no credentials is no no credentials no ties and as we know the lakers love people that have ties to the yeah. to the lakers yeah um and another thing too that can't be understated is that genie just adores kobe yeah yeah so to answer your question whose side is is she on i i think um well let's continue on with the rumor okay so well, there's I mean, there's that's, that's pretty it's pretty obvious now like, that that's part one the dots okay, yeah <laughs> very, very good sherlock holmes yeah. over here so that that that's kind of sets the stage for the, all the rest of these alleged happenings right. in, in the Lakers organization. Um, which leads to signing LeBron. So when so the Lakers signed LeBron um, and they signed him 
despite um, various warnings from certain individuals. Um, name okay, so warnings. I would say then off the top of my head, Pat Riley, because yeah. he has ties with the Lakers, right? Um, and he's dealt, and he's dealt with LeBron. He, he's had a sour. He's had a sour experience mm-hmm. with the way that transpired. Um, and somebody in the the the, keeping, the Cleveland Cavs organization. Right? Yeah, that might be true too. Uh, the other name that was thrown out there was Phil Jackson. Okay. Which is a little I bit be as inclined to listen. Yeah, because they don't. Uh, he's never really had to deal with LeBron. Right. But, but that that but that's believable because. Genie still, you know, obviously has, you know, a lot of time and affection for Yeah, I mean, PJ. and, you know, LeBron uh, has somewhat built a reputation of Somewhere, trying yeah. to... Being a coach killer. Trying to run shit wherever he goes, Thanos, you know? Thanos shit up. Yeah, so he has that reputation of stepping on a few toes here and there, sure. you know? And so word gets around, and yeah, the the rumor is that yeah you know, they were, the Lakers were fully warned of, you know, if you sign LeBron, this is what you should expect. This is what you're uh, this is what you're signing up a for. Shit show. Yeah, a, a circus. Uh, a guy that not that doesn't want to just play, but he wants to do a lot more than that. Yeah, and will um, try to impose his will on any franchise. I mean, he basically held the Cleveland Cavaliers hostage for the last, you know, four years before before coming to the Lakers. He did. So, uh, despite the warnings that the Lakers organization got from various sources, they signed LeBron anyway. Which is, to me, still the right thing to do. Yeah, you still you got to do it. How do you? How do you? You can't pass that up. So they did it. Pass that up on arguably the greatest player of all time. I said argue. He's up there. He, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think you pass that up, but I think there. I think the Lakers thinking was Genie's thinking was we can handle this. Right. You know, we can we can work through this. Or at the very least, you cannot not take a chance. You gotta go for it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You just yeah. And also, he signed to four years, which is not insignificant, versus the Cavs when he, you know. Kept doing these like yeah, one year deals, which, like you said, was pretty pretty much holding them hostage. Yeah, yeah. So, so Genie thought that they can handle LeBron, and I guess through this current season, they're realizing that they got a lot more than they bargained for, and there are some regrets. Buyer's remorse. There's a lot of buyer's remorse oh, with LeBron man. James, and um, this feud. Between. They drove the LeBronco off the lot, and they had, they had, <laughs> they had some. Uh, all right. These, this faction between uh, LeBron and Kobe definitely, I would say that if that's true, if that's out there, then the front office is siding with Kobe. What? Well, oh, obviously. Yeah. Because, yeah. Well, so let's let's talk about that. The whole LeBron and Kobe relationship right because i think that's that's a big again elephant in the room right yeah i mean so just icy just very icy <laughs> that's night just just frosty just night king like i'm i'm cold i'm freezing right now <laughs> thinking about that i need some winter clothes right now you know 
Yeah, I mean, let's go over the history of their relationship, or I guess lack thereof, right? I think. Yeah, if if unless uh, in case you were like hiding under a rock uh, during the first uh, the aught years of the two thousands. Yeah. The big storyline in the league for most of the uh, first decade of that decade was Kobe or LeBron. Yeah. So they were immediately pitted against each other. Which, you know, to be honest, I thought it was a little bit unfair for Kobe because isn't Kobe like eight years older than LeBron? He's a pretty... Yeah, they're like significant. There's a significant age difference Which there. is why, like, I mean, it speaks to Kobe's longevity, you know? But I don't think there was that much overlap, you know? Because when you talk about like, oh, who's better, who's the guy? You're talking about, you should be talking about players who are very close to at least skill level in terms of like where they're at 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 their stage in their careers you know yeah, what i mean yeah like that's why like when it was uh jordan versus kobe it wasn't like oh like who's better it was obviously like is he gonna take the mantle from right from uh from jordan right like ingram and ben simmons that's a fair absolutely comparison right absolutely. there we, we right? make that yeah we make that comparison all the time yeah versus here it's interesting because like and that's all it speaks again it speaks to kobe's like longevity and his ability to just play at such a high at the highest level for so long but whether that's unfair or not that was pretty much like you said the predominant topic of the 2000s yeah, yeah. so the storyline in the nba was these two guys who's better right yeah and on one hand you have kobe who's Let's say a bit of a loner, a bit of a lone wolf, doesn't really care to like be friends. <laughs> you know, I think he said like in in an interview or a book that he in his twenty years of playing in the league, league he like only has like four really close friends, something like that. Derek Fisher, Derek Fisher, yeah, Karan <laughs> Butler and Pal Gasol, yeah. something like that. Like four guys that he's yeah. like friends with to this day. Yeah. In that, eight, I don't know how many years he played. Eighteen years, like in the in his years, I think. Uh, his twenty year career, yeah, that those four guys. So he's a he's a little bit of a um, right, so right off hard bat, guy to get to know. Right, right off the bat, you notice the the personality differences with him and LeBron because LeBron on the flip side, very friendly. You know, early, especially early LeBron, it was like you know, camaraderie. Let's yeah. Let's do this together. Yeah. He plays that way too. And, you know, again, a big difference. If, let's say, LeBron didn't like you, he's not going to say it to your face. Passive aggressive. You know? Passive aggressive. Mr. Whereas, Subtweet himself. Yeah, whereas Kobe's just like, I fucking hate you. You know? Right. Say it to your face. Right. Um, With that said, LeBron does have a bit of an ego himself, though. Which is kind of, which has been underplayed over the years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's partly due to his play style, which is extremely, I would say, for the most part. And and his persona. Like, right. the persona, persona that he's and, projected. Yeah, which is very uh, team-oriented. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, that, that kind of understates the fact that, yeah, he wants to be the greatest player of all time. Yeah, I mean, he has he's, a huge ego. He's got a huge ego. He's called himself the greatest player of all time. Right. All of that. So here's the thing: you cannot, you cannot be as successful. And I'm not even just talking about the NBA. Just in any endeavor, I feel like you cannot be at that one percent success level and not have a bit of an ego. 
So when people say, when they, lo- they, they looked at LeBron, they're like, nah, this is a guy who has no ego. He's a team player. There's no way with the amount of success at how long he's done it, this is a guy who spends over a million dollars on his body alone every year. You cannot have an ego. I mean, you cannot not have an ego, you know, is what, is what I'm trying to say. In, like, yeah, yeah, in order to reach that level of greatness, you have to have exactly. like unflappable, unwavering belief in yourself. Absolutely. And with that comes a huge ego, which LeBron right. has. Right. And I'm sure, you know, throughout most of his career, what has he heard? He's heard, you're not as clutch as Kobe. You're not as, you're not as good as MJ. You know, you're not clutch. You're not this. All the Skip Baylesses of the world that want to shit on LeBron all the time uh, are out there. You know, he has a lot of haters. As much as, as for every Bron sexual, he there's a LeBron <laughs> hater too. You know. Yeah. So I'm sure that affects him in some way. I and, mean, I was a LeBron hater not so long ago. Yeah, and and ago. getting and always hearing Kobe's name, always hearing you're not Kobe, you're not Kobe. I'm sure that affected things too. So you have, you have Kobe, who he himself is kind of ornery and like hard to get to know and yeah. doesn't really care to make friends. And then who you, also you just know that when people say Kobe's better, he loves that. Shit. Yeah, and, and and then you have LeBron, who's like always hearing about how he's not as good as Kobe from certain people. So that lends me to believe that this icy relationship between these two guys is very real. Right. And then couple and that you know, and I'm just say this. It also, in a way, it makes sense why LeBron would sign with the Lakers. Yeah. So that you, you know bring you bring a, you bring another good point because the moment he signed with the Lakers, I'm sure there was a bit of there was uh, alarm signals ringing in Kobe. Like, yeah. oh, okay, you yeah. want to do this? Yeah. You know. So I. I feel like he's, if we're going to run with this rumor, right? If we're going to run with this idea, this theory, <laughs> um, Kobe's not going to, wouldn't be the type to take too lightly uh, LeBron potentially supplanting his legacy in any way. Yeah. Um, you know, for us, for me and you, who I, I like to think that we're more objective about things, mm-hmm. you know? Kobe's our favorite player of all time. We don't even think he's the greatest Laker of all time. And LeBron would have to do like the craziest things to like supplant Kobe as a greater Laker. Yeah, I mean I think he as a at a minimum would have to bring home a three P. Yeah. To be in the I, yeah, I think so too. Because bottom line, Kobe's brought five rings to LA. So, and and especially our generation, yeah, LeBron is never gonna be beloved by LA fans the way Kobe is. Yeah, that's that's just never gonna yeah. happen. And we've talked about it ad nauseum, where about how like you know, there's a reason why he doesn't feel like a Lakers because, again, he's sort of on loan by the Caps. He will always be a Cleveland Cap or. A very close second, he will always be a Miami Heat. You know what I mean? But I would say more than anything, he's a Cleveland Cab at heart. You know? Yeah. That's where he. That's where he grew up in. That's where he, he's a kid from Akron. He has ties when he built like a school out there. Like he's just. That's who he is. 
you know? Yeah. So when he's a, when he came over as a Laker, we were never like, oh my God, he's a Laker. He's he's part of the family. He's no. This is a guy who's got all these other business interests in mind and all these other motives and all. You know, he's thinking big picture. Right. A lot of things. Right. So, I mean, and honestly, I don't really care. I don't really mind that. You know, it's a mutually exclusive. It's a mutually beneficial type of relationship. You uh-huh. know? We, you know, we gave this uh, analogy, but it's like that old rich guy. You know, who finds a bomb young bombshell, and they get married. <laughs> this is what it is. You know, they both get what they want, and it's. Yeah, we've already established that the Lakers are the trophy wife, you know. <laughs> yeah. Which, which, yeah. If he wins, then fine. We'll, we'll, we'll live with all this, you know. But continue, continuing on with this uh, LeBron v Kobe duel in Lakerland, um, LeBron's had a bit of a reputation of being the type that wants to um, make moves. For the organization, I mean, the nickname LeGM is out there for a reason. So the he's, GM, the coach, he just pretty much... He's always team. wanted to run things, right, in, yeah. a, in, a, in an organization. Um, there's also Kobe Bryant, and the fact that Polinka, his best friend, is, is the GM, is the actual GM for the team. So people out there believe that Kobe is somewhat of a silent de facto GM. For, for the Lakers and and that there is a power struggle when it comes to um, player acquisitions, player moves because you have LeBron's camp and you have Kobe's camp uh, competing against each other for control yeah. which kind of explains just the oddness and the weirdness of all of the moves that the Lakers have made over the past year. It's like there's no cohesiveness. There's no. There, we Too can't. Many cooks in the kitchen. We we can't we can't. There's no logic to like a lot of the moves that are being made. Yeah, too many cooks in the kitchen. Uh, so this this rumor that there are two competing factions trying to make moves on behalf of the team. I can totally see that happening too. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely it's hundred percent believable. the 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 concern I have though is, well, then who can we attribute these moves to? Because this whole time I blame Magic, you know. So are you telling me that Kobe yeah. signed? Kobe was behind his meme team. That's really fucking concerning, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I'll add to this too is that if it makes this this rumor even more believable because we have yet to pick up a president of basketball operations you know what i mean right if kobe's the guy behind the whole thing like he's essentially the president of basketball operations then. maybe that's why yeah maybe that's why genie hasn't signed uh a pbo yet because that would just mean another cook in the kitchen right yeah. or if you have a guy like Jerry West, it would just mean that Jerry West would be like, everybody get the fuck out of the kitchen. I got a handle on this. Right. Which will then just bruise all kinds of egos. Right. Well, speaking of Genie and speaking of adding cooks to the kitchen. Yeah. Another alleged rumor is that... Can you top this last rumor? Because this last rumor was pretty fucking 
juicy. Well, it's all adding on top of each other at this point. You sprinkling it? We're, we're yeah, we're we're building. Okay. We're, we're building uh we're building this tower. We're at Pinkberry right know? now. Yeah. We're just adding some toppings <laughs> to this, <laughs> to this rumor, exactly. rumor uh, Froyo. Exactly. Okay, we're adding yeah. This rumor Froyo. All right, let's hear it. So yeah, speaking of genie and adding cooks to the kitchen, um, we all know that she has a very close relationship with uh, Linda Rambis. So much so that uh, she was on the uh, crusade to yeah. to Monty Williams, uh, you know, a few yeah. weeks ago, and so people are suspecting well, that Linda Rambis is actually making a lot of decisions, that is crazy. and and that um, Jeannie is acting like they're her decisions to save face a little bit and to not make things look worse than they are. That's so so that's another that's another cook in the kitchen right there. That's so concerning. This this podcast today has made me very depressed about the state <laughs> of the Lakers. Uh, I I mean I can make it a little worse if you want. Oh my god. Um, you got more sprinkles to add. Well, to it's 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 more details on the whole Kobe Lebron. Okay. Uh, battle here. So obviously, um, you touched on it a little bit ago that. LeBron has a reputation of being somewhat of a coach killer. Right. Um, he's bumped a couple of coaches in his in his career. He uh, doesn't even make it seem like it's an accident. Just... For some reason, um, it just so happens that a lot of his coaches so far in his NBA career have been, let's say, relatively inexperienced coaches. You know, right. a lot of first-time head it's coaches. A bit of a pattern is what you're saying. Uh, he has a history. Just to name a few. You know, um, when, we, when we talk about this with guys, you know, we say this guy is a type. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we say, uh, <laughs> this guy seems to date a certain type, but you're you saying know? LeBron has a type. Tiger Woods has a type in women, <laughs> and LeBron has a type in coaches. Okay, all right. Just okay. to name a few, um, Eric Spolstra. Was the first time coach when he became LeBron's head coach? Although in his in his defense, that was groomed. He ended up being wifey material. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he ended up you being know, wifey material. You know that was an arranged marriage that ended up being right. very very uh, right promising. Yeah. yeah, Eric Spoelstra is one of them. Uh, there there are all, uh, you know for for every Spoelstra, there's a couple of duds. Sure. You know, um, David Blatt. Uh, Luke Walton, who happened to be a, a, a first-time head coach when this LeBron decided to come, wasn't Tyron Lue a first-time? Yeah, Tyron Lue was a first-time head coach, so he's he does have a type. He has a type. And uh, the Lakers are currently without head coach at the moment, and you know the obvious rumors are swirling around about. I think the two main names uh, recently have been Monty Williams, who ended up. Um, Signing with the Phoenix Suns and Ty- Tyron Liu, which, for all intents and purposes, seems like he's going to be the head coach. Well, I mean, of the Lakers. today it was reported that he got a Laker-themed birthday cake. Yeah, so. I, I mean, did you see the photo? Yeah, it'd, it'd be pretty fucking awkward if he <laughs> didn't end up getting the job. Yeah, all, all signs are pointing towards uh, Tyron Liu. I mean, did what did the cake say? Did it say congratulations? I mean, I just saw. <laughs> I just saw Lake. I just saw the Lakers logo on the okay. cake. So it seems like he. And I don't think. I don't think this was a throwback to the 2001 season <laughs> at all. So. Yeah. 
Unless they want to celebrate the fact that he got stepped yeah, over. Yeah, he got stepped over by like Iverson. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think that was the case. Okay. I think it's uh I think it's um a sign of things to come. Yeah. So yeah, it it it, it all it all the signs are pointing towards Tyron Lue becoming the next Lakers coach. Which, which by the way, yeah, I think is let's talk about that real quick. Is not bad because if you've heard like other rumors related to that, is there they just I just saw a few hours ago that um, Chris Haynes is saying that he might bring Frank Vogel in as an assistant, which I'm all for that. Uh, you know, a guy that has had playoff experience as a head coach sounds great. And then you know your rumor about Tibbs. So if he can, if he could bring a beefed up staff, he has that relationship with LeBron. He has a championship to his resume. And we've and again the reason one of the main reasons why I like Tyron Lue so much is because he supposedly stepped up to LeBron. Yeah, he told him to, like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, which I'm like, hell yeah, you know? So the fact that he has that kind of ability to just talk to LeBron in that way, for me, I'm, I'm all bored, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's the popular name. Um, that was reportedly not LeBron's top choice though because he does have a type you know <laughs> which is crazy because Ty- Tyron Lue's too old for him yeah, you know what I mean yeah, he's go- <laughs> he only he only goes for he only goes for 23 year olds you know what dude, I mean dude that's crazy which is so hilarious is that originally he was his type <laughs> he's like a he's like a vampire that only like goes for virgins or some shit like that but uh that, according to the rumor okay so what was his number one pick so top. his so his alleged top choice was uh, Juwan Howard, who was actually rumored to be considered That's crazy. for the for the head coaching gig. That's crazy. Right? That would have been an absolute disaster. I mean, the fact that he was when when we initially heard that Juwan Howard was a potential, wasn't that such a head scratcher for you? Yeah. Like, why would they even think about that? Yeah. But if if LeBron indeed claim him as his top choice and that kind of like explains it a little bit yeah. why he was even in the running at all yeah that's so there's there could be some truth no to, to that theory shit, you know yeah um kobe however had a different idea and his his uh his top choice for the head coaching gig was none other than our boy jason kidd oh my God, who dude. actually reportedly did get an interview. That's so crazy. So you have Jason Kidd and Juwan Howard, two on the surface seems very questionable and head-scratching, head-scratching candidates. And it's like a lot of us fans are like wondering, why are you even thinking about these guys? Why are you even considering them? But if Kobe and LeBron indeed vouch for these guys and campaign for them then and that ex- that are, could explain things yeah, you know and if, if they are indeed in the the power positions that you know these rumors are claiming them yeah. to be, then it makes sense yeah um and also it just makes me more concerned than that i don't know if i trust kobe to be in this position you know right. because it really lends to the whole stigma right that NBA, if you're an NBA great, you are, for the most part, typically not going to be a great front office uh, exec. 
Yeah. You know? There's only a very select few. The GOAT, Jerry West. Uh-huh. And shit, I don't even know who else would be. There's one other guy. <laughs> I can't even think of him. Yeah. I mean, okay, so like, let's say there's maybe two more, but that's it. I mean, Michael Jordan, terrible. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, terrible. Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor. Um, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. <laughs> I mean, this list goes on. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy how bad they are, and it's not even just mediocre. It's bad. And if this is if this is true that that Kobe's number one choice was jason kidd um all kinds of concern about it you know yeah so and i and i'm believing this rumor right now i'm, I'm totally believing all the stuff that's been that you just shared you're man. eating it up i'm, I'm eating it yeah up, i'm eating it up too and if it's not true is this is george rr R. martin shit you know yeah i mean it's it's fun to talk about um we're just trying to connect the dots here and a lot of this these stuff make a lot of yeah sense. a lot of this stuff makes sense you know yeah. um for for all the shit that was just very weird and odd it's like there must have been a reason for certain things that happened you know um it's not and i know like the easy answer for a lot of laker fans is like these guys are just incompetent and stupid but i feel like the behind-the-scenes drama, the behind-the-scenes uh, struggles that are happening, that, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Like, why there's been so much dysfunction 100%. with the Lakers. Yeah. Um, so only time will tell, you know. Uh, These are some really juicy rumors, though. Yeah. I think, I think we should just, you know... Keep these keep these thoughts in our back pocket. Like these are not like these are not like your typical just fucking like meat patties from McDonald's. These are like grade A steak. Like just Kobe medium beef. rare, Kobe succulent, <laughs> succulent pieces of fine yeah. meat. Yeah, I would just keep these ideas in your back pocket. Let things play play Let themselves. Marinate. Yeah. Let this juice marinate. Yeah, think about it. Think on it. Let things play out, and then eventually, like Magic tweeted out, all the truth will come to light. <laughs> you know, yeah. Magic was you know supposedly the guy that was caught in the middle of all this, which is why he decided to just say fuck it and quit. Right. Which, by the way, was something that was uh, a, a prominent topic of conversation in um, the shop, the right? recent episode yeah. of the shop. So did, did you, you see? I saw. I saw. Did, did you I, see it? I've seen. I've just kind of seen the highlights of it. So. Okay, so to to kind of summarize um, the important tidbits that came out of the recent episode, so Lonzo was the, you know one of the guys, um, part of the group that was in this recent episode of the shop, and um, he talked about like how was it like Maverick Carter was like how was it like being LeBron's teammate and like. Right off the bat, you can tell that Lonzo still like has so much reverence mm. towards LeBron. He was he said things like, "I didn't even know how to act around him. I didn't get comfortable around him until after the All Star break." Which, by the way, LeBron's eating this up. I'm assuming. 
there's a reason why he decided to bring Lonzo on to yeah. for you know if we believe that he doesn't really give a shit about his teammates, but he decided to bring Lonzo. There's got to be a reason why he chose him out of all the other guys. Yeah, I feel know? like LeBron likes Lonzo. Yeah, because he's totally he's bending the knee. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and also because I think honestly Lonzo's a very likable kid. I feel like if you're a player, there's just you can't help but like him because he plays. He doesn't care to shoot. He's totally happy with you scoring. He just stays quiet and plays D's up. Does the, does tries to always make the right play. So he's kind of like he's sort of a match made in heaven for LeBron. Yeah, there's only two players that I can think of that have sh- outwardly shown some hostilities towards Lonzo, and those guys were Patrick Beverly. And Jamal Murray, who two guys, which by the way make our top five most annoying yeah. players in the NBA list. Yeah. Other than and that, make a lot of people's. Yeah, make a lot list. of. Yeah, I mean, um, Pat, they're they were on full display in these playoffs. You yeah. Know? So other than those two guys, yeah, Lonzo's a generally a very well liked guy, and he would be a very well liked guy around the league, if not for his dad. You know, yeah. All the hatred that he's received is solely because of his dad. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, Lonzo was talking about what it was like being LeBron's teammate, and he's, you know, he's saying like, "Oh my God, I didn't even know how to act around him. It took him a long time to get comfortable around him." He's just fangirling and he was right saying, in front of LeBron. He was saying because LeBron was always my favorite player when I was growing up. The talk was, and when we touched on this, was Kobe or LeBron, and he said. I always chose LeBron because he did it all just he like I right way. he played the way I wanted to play, being able to do everything, not just score. Yeah. So he took a little dig at Kobe there. Do you think that was a dig? I think so. Yeah. Because he said, uh, you know, he's basically saying all Kobe does is score. Yeah. You know, I mean, just forget I mean, about Kobe all would... forget about all the all defensive NBA first team honors that Kobe got and all that. You know, Kobe would get. Yeah, he would hear that, and he would get, he would feel that's a, a dig. He would get livid. He would be livid about that comment. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was kind of a dig. Well, and let's think about this though. Think about this. This is LeBron's show, right? Yeah. He's like the executive producer, or whatever. It's it's like he's running this thing. Him and Maverick Carter. So, it's pretty obvious that they'll would they would watch like the final cut of the show before it airs right so they okayed them showing this <laughs> they okayed all of this yeah you know what i mean so yeah i i think uh i think it was a, a dig i i don't know if lonzo intentionally meant to do that but i think lebron yeah, intentionally left it in yeah, there yeah yeah i mean basically you're saying Lonzo's gonna get traded because Kobe is the de facto <laughs> P.O.B.O. in the background, right? He's the president of basketball operations in the background, so I hey, anything anything is possible right now in this current state. Um Yeah. It's a very it's very much um a uh a game of uh, a Game of Thrones season eight ish vibe to, to Lakerland. So, you know, right if now. uh if Kuzma or Brandon Ingram if they ever if they're to make an episode of the shop coming up like in the future all these theories right now i'd be i'd feel like that's that puts it in danger yeah wouldn't you say it would yeah it would make things a lot shakier yeah yeah 
because I would not I would not believe them you know it makes it so much more believable with what you said about Kuzma and Ingram and coincidentally enough the only guy that has ever appeared on the shop is so far is Lonzo yeah so so at this current moment let's just you know <laughs> let's just revel in these rumors okay <laughs> and let's just run with it so yeah that the beginning of the show they talked about that and then uh, eventually the conversation got to um, the whole incident with magic quitting right and they were um they basically were a, a kind of subtly shit talking him you know yeah like LeBron said things like I would never do that. Yeah, like, I heard that sound. Bit. You know, was shocked about it, and I came here to build all this, and he's just gonna quit like that, yeah. not even t- tell me to my face, blah blah blah. And um, well, you, you know, know, he made it sound like Magic was one of the main reasons why he came to LA, which is complete bullshit. You know? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, you know where I stood with the yeah. whole like Magic showing up at his house at midnight, like right. All that. Um, yeah. So, uh, they yeah they talked about. I would magic. say I thought Lonzo took a bigger dig at Magic though, right? Because he straight up just said, "Yeah, he heard about it," and then he said to Kuz, "Hey, what do you want to do tonight?" Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, I don't know if that might have been like. Them subtly trying to blame Magic for all of the the, the trade fiasco, the trade huh, deadline fiasco yeah. that happened. When you know we kind of know like who was really trying to <laughs> who was really trying to engineer that that Love deal, Venice. you know. Um, so yeah, that that show. Uh, what do you think of that show? Yeah, so let's talk about the show. I because uh, you've I, seen it now. I've seen a few episodes, yeah. and I gotta say, like, I I don't care for it. I don't yeah. really like the show. Um, it makes it it puts LeBron in a worse light in yeah. my in, in my eyes. Yeah, because he, I mean, it's cool that he's trying to be like, here I'm here here I am, like unfiltered. But he's, I mean, this is a guy who wants to have his brand essentially be like. Coca-Cola and McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. And if you're going to do that, you can't be coming across like this. Yeah, I mean, I've thought about why I I have a dislike for that show and why, to me, it puts LeBron in a worse light. And what I come back to is just the whole thing about the, the day and age we live in, right? This term, fake news and media narratives i think more so than ever before society as a whole we're we're more in tune with like seeing reading between the lines and seeing like certain news outlets pushing certain narratives and you also have like big corporations that want to push narratives you know a big example being like i don't know like let's say tobacco industry for years they've been um pushing out this propaganda saying like cigarettes aren't harmful for you they've always tried to like market this image of i don't know like the marlboro man being like this cool ass dude or like joe camel being like this badass guy so you have news outlets you have big corporations that are always like trying to control their image and their narrative and then on the other hand you have like the artist you know your musicians your um 
like Jimi Hendrix's, your, I don't know, Tupac's. Mm -hmm. These guys that were not like the anti-establishment and they were authentic people. You know, and you and then you also throw in athletes there too, like Muhammad Ali, why he's so beloved. Um, Kobe Bryant for LA because like he, he was who he was, you know? Yeah. And then so we want to keep our artists and our entertainers that certain way, like authentic, authentic people. And I feel like LeBron having the show, he's he's veering more on the side of like the news outlet and the big corporation. Like I feel like he's so basically you're being saying less authentic it's, oh so you're saying this thing is an act him being a little kind of like well i think there's an ulterior motive i don't what's the, what do you think his, his ulterior motive is pushing his brand promoting his brand so you know he's pushing his brand of being what a little bit more street cred type of thing like um like a cultural icon i, I guess see. You know, maybe a guy who's keeps it real, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's just something that's kind of like fabricated, like a fabricated vibe to the show. <laughs> I don't know. Have you have you ever seen? I've only it? seen like little bits and pieces. But it's like, yeah, you like you. I think you touched on it earlier. Is like, you know, he tries to act like edgy a little bit, yeah. and it almost seems. I don't know. It almost I, seems forced. I I feel like it. I feel, I feel a little torn because it's like. My brain is saying, okay, he's, he's like being authentic. He's like being real, you know? Yeah. And this is a platform for him to be himself. But for some reason, like... You're like, is he? Uh, I don't know. I get these weird... I, it's just a strange vibe to yeah. like see him on that show. But you show. know what I think it is, maybe? It's not necessarily the way he's saying it. I think it's the content of it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you may... You may quote unquote being authentic in the way you the way you're talking and stuff, but when the content of it is saying things where you're like, you don't really believe that, you don't really think that, you know, you're yeah. you got all these other motives for what you're why you're saying that, then you're gonna be like, I can't I can't really see this. So so each episode is like an hour long of if you fall down, wait and your brothers will go pick you up yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that that might be why I get yeah. strange vibes from that show, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it is what it is. That's my honest feeling on it. I wish I wish I could like it more. I mean, you know, on the surface, it's like an awesome idea, and right. he brings in a lot of cool people onto the show. But just because I'm a Laker fan, and LeBron's a Laker, it's just it, it feels a little bit strange to me yeah. to watch it. Um, right. So yeah, those those are the rumors. Just gotta wait and see what happens. I do want to talk a little bit Game of Thrones now. <laughs> Man, I'm from from going from bad to yeah. worse. Yeah. Let's end a little bit talking about this latest episode. I don't. I, this almost like I don't even know what else to say at this point. Which is just other than the fact that this show is just it's deteriorated to a point where, like, if someone has never seen the show, I don't even know if I could recommend it. I would literally just say watch like the first four or five seasons. Yeah. So there's a term out there for TV shows called um, jump jumping the shark. Have you heard of that? Yeah. So at one point, at what point do you think this show jumped the shark? Uh, Which for for those of you who don't know what that means, it's basically there comes a point in a lot of shows where 
it goes from being good to being bad. Yeah. So for me, it was a pretty gradual thing. But the the point where I was like, oh yeah, so this this show is no longer Game of Thrones to me, was the um, Game of Thrones Winter Olympics episode when uh, Gendry did the marathon, when the, <laughs> did the javelin throw. <laughs> when you know they call it the winter olympics episode i don't know i mean i'm calling it the winter olympics episode because that whole episode was just pure shit because the speed of which first of all the idea to grab a um a white to convince cersei who you knew right off the bat she was not going to agree to anything even if she saw it yeah because her soul her soul motivation is it's either Iron Throne for me, or I don't even fucking care if the Night King kills all of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, we already knew that was a shit idea. By the way, a shit idea provided by supposedly the smartest character. The cleverest the man the in cleverest Westeros. The cleverest man in Westeros, Tyrion. Um, and then also the fact that, like, people were traveling at light speed. You know... Those dragons are fast, man. Yeah. <laughs> You know, this cannot be overlooked, okay? In the beginning of this show, it took months. It took months for someone to go from Winterfell to King's Landing. And you felt it on the show. By the time it got to, like, season seven, people were... People were traveling overnight. Daenerys got to the the north... Like, within hours, it seemed. You know? Yeah. It was like half a day or something. She showed up. It, just, it was absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, I mean, it? even before that, she uh, traveled to Highgarden to, like, yeah. destroy the Lannister army was, because she got mad and she yeah. decided to hop on her dragon. So stupid. And the Dothraki actually transported their way over there, too, somehow. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, so that, that, season, that whole season for me, it was just so bad. I, I felt like it was getting pretty bad uh even before then but had they maintained it even before season seven i would have been like you know what george R. R. martin didn't finish the books i can kind of deal with this i just want closure yeah but season seven is when it got really bad and that moment when you know like the winter olympics game of thrones edition happened i knew that this show was no longer what it what i had originally watched it for yeah, I, I had felt, like, the signs of the show Jumping Your Shark solely based on the on-screen chemistry or lack thereof between Jon Snow and Daenerys. Yeah. Like, I was never into that, their, yeah. their chemistry on screen. It was forced. Because it was forced, and all of season seven, like you said, they were traveling at light speed. They were just rushing everything. Yeah. They were like, oh, we got we to gotta hit all of these point, talking points. And like, hurry, hurry, hurry. And because of that, they never... The, the chemistry between the two weren't, wasn't earned. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, compared to that to Jon Snow and Egret, that felt like a real yeah. love story because they developed yeah. that, you know? And, you know, that's, a, that's exactly... That's a really good point you were saying. You want to talk about earned? Everything is fucking... Well, used to be fucking earned on Game of Thrones. You know? Every, I mean that's that's TV in general. Yeah, like good the TV. good storylines are earned. Like Always. the you know going back to like our favorite show of all time, Breaking Bad. It's yeah. like Walter White going from 
loser high school teacher to this like yeah. crazed badass drug nice. dealer that that happened over a course of like yeah. like seven seasons you yeah. know yeah exactly and, and so now that we're in season eight it's it, I, it's unrecognizable the show is not recognizable to me and and this is me after i'm not even trying to it's it's me wanting to love it because episode two i you know me i love that episode I thought it was so well made. Yeah. And then they just Yeah, you did you did you you disliked the the Battle of Winterfell a lot. I shit all over that and I still do and I'm still bitter about it. Yeah, that. you know, uh, I think my I think my opinion cuz we talked about it the last yeah. podcast. Yeah. I think my opinions of that episode was a little bit different from yours because yeah. I was talking about I was judging that episode based on like the initial viewing of right. it and like I, actually, initial, I have friends who felt they liked the initial the, the initial like experience of it i yeah. was like wow they put a lot of production value yeah. into this but the more i thought about that episode it's cheap right the more i thought now at this point now i'm like they're they can't repair the storyline anymore exactly, after that yeah like there's and it was so obvious in this episode in this uh yesterday's episode yeah it was like what is going on like <laughs> The, the first half half hour of the episode was like total cringe. <laughs> so cringe. You know, you want to talk about uh, It Jumped the Shark during that Winter Olympics episode? This episode was like the frat party episode. Yeah. Or like the high school yeah. the high school party episode. It was just a weird scene. It seeing people so... get drunk. Yeah. And like after, partying. After people like fucking died. In this like Jon Snow had that very solemn like speech before yeah. they burned yeah. the dead bodies. And then it turned into like, <laughs> let's party. <laughs> it was just so odd. And then like you have the side like table of Tyrion, Brienne, and Jamie like. Playing a drinking Like game. playing a drinking game. Oh my god. And it was Basically just like. a version of have I ever. Yeah. Ever, and, and then like just a string of like um lovers getting rejected which and also by the way you want to talk about cringe the whole cringe when jamie lannister was like it's so hot in here why is it so hot oh yeah are you fucking kidding me right now i'm just gonna take off my shirt right now his con it's so hot in here i want to take this shirt off like i'm disappointed for jamie and brienne because i they should have had a better moment than that because they I'll had, tell you what the moment they tried been. to build that up for. Yeah, the, I'll tell you what the moment should have been, and the moment should have happened where Brienne dies, dies, or one of them, one of them dies. Yeah, yeah. I think it should have been Brienne because Brienne, her story arc was completed. But yeah, one of those should have died at the fucking. I mean, at least six people should have died at the Battle yeah. of Winter, Winterfell. You know, you could have had that, but instead we have the classic. Uh, virgin that can't get over <laughs> the one who popped her cherry by the way so you're telling me that instead of having these guys die at winterfell they just ride off into the sunset for example like Tormund. so he he could have totally died at, at winterfell but instead he just goes up to the north yeah, he's right? like i'm going back to being wildling now that is insane that is insane that they did that that's so crazy that they decided to do that. Yeah, and, and then on the flip side, you have, like, the dragons survived yeah. that battle. The greatest and, and battle then, of in history. And, and then, then and then next thing you know, they're just flying out in the open sea. Yeah. 
and then they don't see arrows coming their way. Well, well he straight up. Um, What's dragon's name? Dragal. Dragal. He got killed by three sixty no scope. Fucking, fucking, you're on. He got he got sniped by like three <laughs> three perfect arrows, and then when when they tried when they tried to shoot Drogon like with like twenty a arrows, of, a sea of arrows, they, all of them missed. Yeah, it is so ridiculous. And that guy fucking Euron is such a plot device. This is a this is like the third time he snuck up on someone and just ruined shit. You know? Yeah. It's so crazy. It, I I don't even know. I don't even know how to like. I I don't think this show can be repaired, right? I feel like this show can't be repaired. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, another another uh, gripe I have uh, with with the storyline these days is like just how how stupid the protagonists are. Right. Always. Yeah. Like they're always seemingly being so dumb and like <laughs> i don't know even even like the end of the episode where they're just like standing yeah. in front of the gates it's like why didn't why didn't they, cersei kill them yeah why didn't cersei just kill them all right yeah, there so easy no yeah. dragon they were right there yeah like she's she didn't kill she didn't villain. kill Tyrion right there like she's what? the most ruthless villain and she had victory right there and but then she just decided to kill Missandei which nobody cares about. I mean, yeah. she's a cool character, but like, like when I looked at Grey Worm, I didn't feel his pain at all because I'm like, these characters are just so, they're side characters, you know? Yeah. I mean, what's what would be worse, the Warriors, the Warriors losing a three-one lead or Daenerys losing a three-dragon lead? Like, I don't know what would be the biggest. I don't know what would be the bigger uh, upset. Having three dragons yeah. is fucking crazy. She went from three to one. <laughs> um, All I gotta say yeah. though is Euron is fucking carrying this team, carrying Team Cersei. That guy is just doing everything. Is yeah, it's insane. Yeah, which I I really don't care about this character Euron. No, it's there's no um, there's no depth to his character. No. Like the 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 good um, there's there's got to be like a unique char- like character traits to like yeah. all the all the the bad guys on the yeah. show. Like fucking Ramsey was just yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he was so good. Like I don't think Cersei's even like one of the top five like yeah best villains on the show. But yeah, like what's Euron's like? What's his deal? I don't know what his deal is. You know, like I don't know his history. Like that's why Ramsey was so good. You knew his history, like you knew why he yeah, was. Yeah, he, he was. He was tortured for being a bastard, yeah, like his exactly. whole life. Yeah, like what? You're on. He just showed up and just was like, "I want to be king." You yeah, know? it's so basically. I just, I'm just trying to get closure for this. Series. Yeah, I mean, you, you said it last time. It's like they're they're they've uh, built the ending of this show as if like Cersei's like the final boss. Which is so stupid. It should have been the Night King. Yeah. It should have been the Night King because, yeah, Cersei's like... Up, who, who who, in your mind was the best villain on Game of Thrones? I think Ramsay, for me. You think he's better than Joffrey? Yeah. Because the way they tied it up was amazing. Like, the Battle of the Bastards. Yeah, that's true. was so good. That's true. I mean, but Joffrey was amazing, too. Yeah. I would put, like... Yeah, I would put them as, like, top two villains. Yeah. And then even 
like there's a couple of other guys I would put in front of Cersei, like yeah. Walter Frey. Uh, oh, he's was great. a better yeah, villain. Tywin Lannister was a better villain. Yeah, well, it's almost like at this that point those guys aren't even villains. Like Tywin, I wouldn't even know if I'd consider him a villain. You know, but he's a great character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Cersei is the final boss. You know. Yeah. But you know why Cersei's so bad now? It's because she lasted. She stayed alive, and the she stayed alive long enough for the writers to fuck that character up. I guarantee you that's what happened. If Joffrey was still alive, we'd be so pissed right now. <laughs> <laughs> if Ramsay was still alive, holy shit, they would have they would have butchered that character. Yeah. So was so was Battle of the Bastards uh, part of the books? I don't think so, actually. Okay. Yeah. Which is why I enjoyed it so much. Though. I was like, wow, they, you know, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. So this episode was, you know, cringe, and you yeah. can tell that. Uh, for me, like, yeah, I think the story is oh, beyond repair. I I do need to say one thing too. So this 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 pissed the hell out of me, right? This for me was the epitome of poor writing. You're telling me right now that as John looked at Brandon and said. All right, you tell him. You tell him that I this big ass secret, right? Oh, they to, just cut to another. To Sansa, yeah, fucking holy shit, dude. To Sansa and Arya, like I wanted to see their fucking reaction. This is the greatest secret in the whole fucking show. Yeah, it's it's basically the secret that the whole show is based on. Yeah, kind of, you know. And you're gonna f- not fucking show me their reaction to it. I, I could not believe that happened. Like, I was so shocked that they just cut to whatever. So, basically, uh, they didn't show that reaction. They didn't show Sansa telling Tyrion. Tyrion yeah. They didn't show Tyrion They're showing Varys. Varys. Yeah. They didn't show Masande getting captured. She just showed up in, she just showed up in shackles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that, I mean, such utter garbage writing that they none of that was shown, you know? I'm not saying show all of them. Show Sansa and Arya. Make at least some mention of like Masande being captured or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was crazy. Well, what do you think of this um, uh, the storyline of uh, that they're creating uh, with Daenerys kind of turning into like the Mad, the Queen. Mad Queen? I think it's totally telegraphed. I think it's pretty obvious that that's what they're going for. Uh-huh. You know. Daenerys is just looking pissed and more pissed because each, basically each beat in the show is her just, you know, feeling wrong, shitty. Like wrong move after wrong yeah, move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's telegraphed. I think it's like, it's pretty obvious that's what they're going to go for. Yeah. That's the little yeah. twist that they're saying is going to happen. Because they're saying there's one last twist left in the show. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're telegraphing like, I guess Varys is like, plotting right. against Daenerys right. now right. and Tyrion's like uh, do I, ha- I, I, I I don't want to but I think I have to you know what I mean yeah. so I think that's yeah it's it's turned into it's fan fiction it went into show. it went from like this epic like tale nuance of, of good and evil so nuanced into like a like a medieval political drama type of thing yeah. you know I don't know it's it's bad and Tyrion again used to be one of my all time favorite characters on the show but he's just he's not clever anymore yeah it's crazy yeah so 
So, uh... Spoiler alert. Just a shitty episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, uh... There's two more episodes left until this series is done. And, um... I was hoping that it would crescendo to a high point like Breaking Bad, but uh, we're kind of stumbling to the finish line at this point with this yeah. show. Uh, I just want to see it end, finally. Yeah. I mean, I still am curious uh, how you they know decide to end it. I don't even blame... I mean, I know I'm, I'm shitting on the writers. I don't blame them. It's George R. R. Martin's fault. The guy <laughs> took, the guy's taking fucking forever to to finish the books. So. He's using the show to like work out the kinks. And no, like, not what to yeah, do. He's yeah. like, oh, okay, that's not going to work. Yeah. All right, let me let me write it properly. <laughs> that's what he's doing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's our that's our Thrones talk for for this episode. There's going to be uh, two more weeks of Thrones talk, just yeah. a little FYI. And uh, I guess we have, you know, we still have the NBA playoffs to look forward to. I think Houston is currently up double figures against the the Warriors in the fourth quarter here. There's no so, surprise there. Th- this series is actually kind of reminding me of that Lakers-Kings series in 2002. It's mm-hmm. kind of like they're on they're working towards their three-peat and yeah. they have one one final test on their way to the three-peat and they're kind of they're on tired legs somewhat. Yeah. But I still feel like Golden State's gonna pull it out. It might be, end up being a longer series than they yeah. didn't originally look like, but I would be shocked if the, if Houston actually took this series. You know, even if even if they do end up tying it today, um, I would still pick the Warriors for sure. Yeah. So we still got the NBA playoffs. Um, some of these series look like they're going to get wrapped up, especially the the Bucks and Celtics. But uh, you know, some of the other ones, uh, it's gonna it, it's bet it's a better round than the first round, which I think was yeah, um, I agree with that. Pretty pedestrian. So um, hopefully that's a sign of things to come with uh, the later rounds. But uh, we'll be here to talk about all NBA playoffs. Talk about. The Lakers, of course. And all the latest rumors. Uh, the imminent signing of Tyron Lue as head coach. And hopefully, if he does end up being the coach, he'll bolster his staff with um, something better than the Arizona boys. <laughs> you know, one can only hope. Arizona like Wildcats you know, alum. All the, all the rumors that we discussed in this episode, you know, just keep that in the back of your mind as, as things transpire, you know that might help put a little context to what's going on in Lakerland. So with that said, uh, we'll call it a, we'll call it a podcast. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for tuning into 81 points. We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim and my longtime friend and co-host Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment we'd love to hear your feedback you can get more episodes of 81 points on itunes google play or wherever you get your podcasts see you next time